This episode is intended for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Meow, 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 meow. Welcome, welcome, kittens and cats. I'm Natalie. And I'm Ricky Lee. We're on this frequency. And on this week's episode, we'll be talking about breakups, the good, the bad, the ugly, and our personal experiences with breakups. But first, here's this week's moment of laughter from comedian Chris Porter. I'm recently single. Uh, I broke up with her. That's a rarity. I know a lot of you are looking at me like, you should probably hang on to whoever hangs out for any amount of time. (laughs) It's a valid point. Uh, I made a mistake. I found someone that couldn't live without me. I thought that's what you wanted. And then I found it, and it's fucking obnoxious. It's like having a puppy that can text you. What you want is someone that doesn't need you in the least, but chooses to be with you because they love you. Yes. Amen. That's why my parents are still together, because my mom still might leave. say the whole obnoxious puppy thing is i feel that way sometimes with mike sometimes i'm and meaning that i feel like the obnoxious puppy where i'm like dang i must be so fucking annoying mike must be fucking sick of my shit (laughs) and then i just laugh about that i pictured the little puppy that's a good reference no it really is but um so that clip came from the comedian chris porter's comedy special titled ugly and angry Um, so before we get into our breakup conversation, um, I had a moment of rage, so we're bringing it back for this, uh, episode. Noelle Barlow will be really happy to hear this, or that it's here. It's making an appearance. (laughs) Um, so, so here it is. So I, um, I took a breastfeeding for success class tonight, okay? Yeah, that actually sounds funny though. I know it's a whole breastfeeding for success, oh. you know, and it sound and the and it's the way that it sounds is the way that it was, right? Oh man. Um. So KP uh, Kaiser does a great job of pushing and you know expresses the importance and advocates for women to breastfeed. So great. So here's my rage. And so part one is actually this, the fact that this class isn't actually something that you go into your, you know, your, um, what is it? Your just your prenatal appointments or whatever they are, your follow-ups and checkups while you're pregnant. No one is actually telling you to take any kind of class or any kind of education on, hey, on what you're to having do. about, you're about to have this baby. Here's some, some things you can do, right? the way that I actually found this class was through another one of my, actually my hairstylist um, that told me, Hey, you know, you should, uh, you have Kaiser. There's actually this class that you can take. Um, if you're looking to breastfeed, they, no one tell, and she told me the same thing. She said, no one actually tells you to take these classes. You don't even know to look for them. They're, they're there though. Okay? Right, right. Kaiser right. has them for you. So, so that actually started my rage. The fact that they're, you know, it's, they're so good at advocating and telling you you should breastfeed this is great but no one told you like how to do it where to do it or how to get information so i found the class and then um the the class is starting all is great and so they read this statistic so they say well you know how long should a mother breastfeed and so the american academy of pediatrics recommends that infants be exclusively breastfed for about the first six months with continued breastfeeding along with introducing appropriate complementary foods for one year or longer. And when it says exclusively breastfed, the um, the educator, the facilitator of this class um, explains that exclusively breastfed means that the baby is on your nipple. Okay? 
for six months. This is the best thing for the baby. But then continues to say, well, uh, if you decide that you want to bottle feed the breast milk, that's great too. But exclusively breastfeeding your baby is the best thing you can do. So then I'm thinking, okay, great. Right. For six months, it is going to be absolutely imperative that I do. Th- and I'm already like, cool, this is going to be me. I am just going to my nipple. And so as a disclaimer to everyone um, here at Rose City Sound and on this podcast, <laughs> you will be hearing my baby sucking on my nipple for six months to a year, however God. long it takes. OK, so I'm just warning everyone now that there will be a baby on this podcast eating. So then... My rage continues because I think... Wait, but what was so enraging about that? So this is where it gets ragey, all right? So I'm thinking, okay, this is me having just the most perfect outcome and the best possible scenario that I can actually have the time, the opportunity to exclusively breastfeed my child for six months, okay? Okay. Then I think, all right, but what if I'm working What if I am a working mother? Right. Then that means that I cannot exclusively breastfeed my child because I have to go to work. My child can't come with me to my job. Right. 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 And so then and many of us might may or may not know, but in the United States, being the only wealthy country in the world, they do not have a guaranteed paid parental leave at the national level based on data from the World Policy Analysis Center. Only a handful of other countries, all low or middle income, offer nothing. And so I'm over here enraged because I'm thinking, all right, so if as a country we know that the best possible thing you can do for your child is to exclusively breastfeed your baby Mm. for six months to a year, but now we don't offer the resource, the child care, the daycare, the paid time, the opportunity to have women take their children into the workplace to exclusively breastfeed mm-hmm. or even just at all. Right. And so the, it took me into a whole rabbit hole of just I went on into my rage of like women's rights and reproductive rights and care and we're so misrepresented and unacknowledged and there's not research at all that is kind of advocating for all of these things so it just set me off and that was my rage moment i just feel like it's shitty i want to chime in here because uh i feel i i totally agree with your point right um when i was in my accident Mm -hmm. i was out for six months and i was on disability so like I was getting paid through that whole time. Yeah. FMLA doesn't give you the proper amount of time. Like no. I was out for six months and still had a job waiting for me when I when I returned. I think uh, maternity leave needs to be extended. It, it's yeah. it's what three three months, like ninety days or something like that. Yeah, uh, I thought it was six weeks. It's about six to twelve weeks. Depending and, on how you deliver the baby, isn't it? Right, Because exactly. if you have like a natural birth, it's like six weeks. If you had a C-section, I think it's like It eight. should be and six I don't even know, months minimum. Okay. Especially, especially the six-month minimum that they're saying is best for your child, you know, to thrive in their life. Right. But we only get six weeks. I, did, I, just I never even knew that to exclusively breastfeed yes. means that. <laughs> you have you are a the only to source. mouth. Yeah. That sounds so yeah. weird. I never heard terms like that. I don't remember any of that. Girl, well, here we are because Oh man. Really what the fuck? But anyway. Welcome to America. Yeah, man. It's just ugh, I'm so pissed. But well, that's that. And so that's <laughs> what I've been going through and at the end of the day, you know, I feel really blessed and I hope that I get the opportunity to be at home if i do have a job I, i'll feel really lucky to have that but if i can exclusively breastfeed my child in all of this then i'll be really happy um are you gonna have a moment of rage if you can't breastfeed you know and that's another like because you honestly the, the baby might not 
be very stories about that be very prepared for me to be really upset if i am not able to breastfeed i will be really heartbroken i will be one of those and and yeah that that is a thing and i've had plenty of friends and i know a lot of moms that go through a really hard patch because they can't breastfeed their child and then they beat themselves up about it like i can't do this oh it's yeah it's a whole whole mind game Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm with that yeah it'll be all right it'll be all right yeah i hope so um so anyway, um, but that's that. Moving along, moving along. Um, <laughs> what do we got going on? We have, we have, we're talking about breakups. Breakup to makeup. So yeah. upon the completion of last week's episode about 10,000 ways to communicate, I received a random text message from someone that I dated about six years ago. Yeah. He checked in to tell me that he missed me and initiated a conversation about getting back together. WTF. I shared that text message with Natalie and Bartley and we quickly started talking about breakups, the drama behind them, the peace behind them, the lessons learned. Peace behind them? Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, When did you ever have peace in a breakup, Ricky? Well, mm, I would say that that gentleman that texts me, it wasn't it was the most peaceful breakup I had. Yeah. Because all the other breakups that I had were uh, terrible. They were terrible. They were dramatic. Some were violent. Mm-hmm. And all of them painful, right? Yeah, breakups are hostile in their nature. Yeah. But with, I think with his break, and like I said, most of my breakups weren't like formal things. Like you sit down and you talk to the person and you're like, look, we got to go our own ways. Right. No, every breakup was a nightmare. But this one in particular, we were at a red lobster mm-hmm. and we were, we were both seeing other people, but I want, I didn't, I don't do well with seeing, I can't see multiple people at once. Yeah. Just one at a you time. You can't do like this casual dating thing. No, not okay. for me. You're I committed and this is what we're doing. I'm right not now. that, organized and that takes in my opinion a lot of management you know to deal with people multiple i'm not doing that yeah but i was okay that he was seeing other people because you know you're getting to know each other you don't know which way is gonna go yeah and by the so long story short by the time i was ready to um like i was over it Mm. i was ready to I didn't want to do the juggling back and forth, meaning I knew that he was seeing other people. I didn't want to do that anymore. I wanted to be exclusive. Yeah. And I waited as much as I could uh-huh. or wanted to. And so the day we go out to dinner and, and I, it was very strange because he got me like a card and oh. he was really nice. And he was like, oh, he asked me to be his girlfriend. It almost sounds so like he, he knew. I, I think <laughs> so. So he was asking me to be his girlfriend. And I'm telling him because in my mind, I had already made I had already known that it wasn't going to go. Yeah. I yeah. had already made that determination. Yeah. And there was no going back for me. Once I make a decision about something, there's no going back. Yeah. I feel so that. it it was sad. It, <sighs> But. Like, he understood. Like, uh-huh. there was no hard feelings about it in the beginning. And then all of a sudden, he started, like, showing up. I used to go to church. And I remember I used to tell him, like, hey, you should come to church yeah. with me, you know? Come check it out. Yeah. Nah, I'm not into that. All of a sudden, he starts showing up <laughs> to church. <laughs> oh, hey, fancy seeing you here. And little things like that, he tried to creep back. I can be the one that you want yeah. and the one that you need. Yeah. Baby, just forgive me. Sent me, like, letters. Stop. And, but I'm like, you should have thought about this before. So, um, I'm sorry, maybe I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. But to clarify, did you end up this, did you end this breakup because he just wasn't being the committed meeting your needs doing the things that you wanted or that you found weren't that you valued and were important to you um or was it that he was casually dating and not wanting to be exclusive that specifically part. yeah okay and okay. that was because he he i mean he was a he is a good man yeah he's a good man you know responsible yeah had a job drank a little too much yeah but i mean i like to drink too mm-hmm. but there was not. I don't know. I don't. I don't. But there was also nothing like super outstanding yeah. or something like yeah. really. <laughs> Let me just. Why did you date him in the first place? We do that. 
I I think <laughs> <laughs> we had good sex. I mean, the sex was good. It wasn't. I, that's what I figured. I was like, there's got to be some mm-hmm. underlying thing that it that, was. It wasn't. Well, mm-hmm. but see, also too though, I was. I went through this phase where everything was a blur, and yeah. I I drank a lot, yeah. and I wasn't. I didn't. I I wasn't trying to find Love. really meaningful relationships. Okay. <laughs> I guess it were my whole days. <laughs> but, hey. But we love the hotation. Hey, we all at have you those for days, that. right? Yeah. 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 And I think I, at that time I was just getting, I didn't want to do that anymore. I was like, um, I want something meaningful. And like I said, good cat. Yeah. Good person, you know. Yeah. Just didn't have that. Pizzazz. That there wasn't it, a spark. Right. It wasn't a spark. There was no spark. So, you know. But ironically, right? Uh-huh. Because in the text message that he sent me, yeah. like I said, like just out of the blue. Yeah. Hadn't talked in six years. He's like <sighs> still shooting his shot. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Cause he, he was it's just like, kind of like some girl. Hey, you you single? <laughs> that's could not, we could no, we could no, we possibly maybe? No, that's I we mean could be a thing. It, he ended up somewhat saying like that, but he know he knew that I was a conversationalist. He knows that I'm a critical thinker. And he opened up just with, hey, so why do you think women need to have their own independent jobs and money and they don't want that from me? And I know he picked a subject that he knew would rile me up. Yeah. But I just really didn't even care at this point. Yeah. But he goes on to say, like, listen, all I'm looking for, him. Uh-huh. I just want somebody who who will have sex with me occasionally. Uh-huh. I'll make all the money. Uh-huh. You know, cook every now and then. Uh-huh. Just take care of the family. If there's something wrong, let me know. I'll be the backbone of it. You can work. You cannot work. It doesn't matter. You know. I'm going to be the provider is what he's I'm telling gonna be, you. you just and have why to, is this You just problem? have to show up. Mm-hmm. Bone me every now and then. Have some order in the house. And that's it. Yeah. That's a weird way to and say, what's you. up, girl? Yeah. Right. It, I respected it because it was straight into the point. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. This is what I'm... He, I want some stability in my life. Yeah. And let me tell you, I'm I'm saying that it's not that it did, you know, there was no it factor there, so to speak, right? hmm But for a minute, I was like, hmm. Mm. That's quite an offer. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's quite an offer. Well, when you presented this to us, I was like, damn, it sounds like he's like giving you the contract. You just got to sign and mm-hmm. say yes. And I know that that's how it would be. <laughs> I like, I literally know that that's how it would be. Yeah. So I definitely thought about it. Hell but yeah. you don't, you don't, think, you don't, you don't think more highly of yourself than that? Just to be like a, an at home, just homebody you know, having to put up with his needs and... What do you mean? You know, like, I feel like that's that's putting you... Like, Ricky doesn't, isn't the type to be taken care of. You're not in that role. Mm-hmm. You you would you would never want to be in that role. From from how, how long I've known you, you're not that kind of, like, stay-at-home mom. I second um, that. Uh, I'm going to cook all the food and clean all the dishes and do... You are not meant to be in a box like that. Well, let me just say this. Raising a family and, quote unquote, being a stay-at-home mom, that's an entire operation in itself, yeah. right? Agreed. Yeah. So it's it's management. Being a stay-at-home mom is management of a household, of your finances, mm-hmm. of your you, all the people that make up that household. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. That That's not, I'd be really good at it. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I his have, offer was like your your place is in no the I didn't home. no I didn't take it like that at all it may sound like that and it may come off like that mm. but he and I also had a lot of conversations about how I mean since I had my kids I was always working yeah and I you know it it would have been nice to you not know, have that pressure of yeah, I need to be working I need to her I need to I need to a provide for my family. You know, both from a mother's perspective and raising your kids, but then also be the the have the majority of the financial responsibility behind it. Like that's a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, of course, you know. And again, the stay at home moms like that's that's a that's a 
that's a serious thing right there. Well, that's a whole job. Yeah. That's a, and, that's and an and entire props, props to all the ladies that stay at home and take care of their family. Yeah. Like that's that my mom was a stay at home mom for some time, you know. Um mm-hmm. That's 24-7. And then when it came down to it, when, when my parents divorced, like she she was working like two, three jobs and taking care of us kids. And so that part, Bartley, that part, working two or three jobs and taking care of the kids. My mom did the same thing. She worked, um, she worked part time. She was in like part time, full time. It was a little bit of both, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But taking my brother and I back and forth to school. Yeah. House was always clean. But yeah, my mom food flipped, on the, flipped table. the roles. Like she was stay at home mom. F- for for a while and then next thing you know she's divorcing and now she's got a yeah she's got to flip it into another gear so yeah. props to all the ladies out there who who do Doing. both roles who yeah. who are the stay-at-home moms that provide for their families in that way or yeah. are out there hustling two or three jobs to take care of your that family. That shit like, is not easy. I see you and I respect you hell like crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. And that also wants me to put in here it's women's uh women's history month it is march we're rolling into this mm-hmm. so we're gonna yeah. have a lot of a lot of these women conversations and maybe women speakers up in this podcast so i'm excited for that but yeah um well it's interesting so so how did this conversation end at the very end of all of this what, what was the i said thanks did you say yes no, <laughs> no. Hell no i just said thanks because i mean you're not trying to lead anybody I, mm-hmm. I felt like if I said anything else or if I entertained the conversation, mm-hmm. then like, you know, yeah. there's a conversation and there isn't, there didn't need to be one because yeah. I'm not, that's You're giving not, hope when there's no hope. Exactly. And that's the last thing I would ever want to do to anybody is like lead them on. But I totally understood where he was coming from and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it made sense. And I just said, thanks, you know, hope all is well. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And that was it. Thank you for the offer. I got to go, though. And that was it. And in that same week, I get another text message from another dude. When we grew up together, we have known each other since, like, high school. Whoa. So you've just been getting your past off. You've been getting all kinds of tests, huh? The weird thing is that the universe, like, sprinkles moments like this every now and then. Yeah. Almost like it's testing me. But this, this friend of mine, he, he and I never had sex, but he very much wants to. Uh. And he he'll hit me up like every six months. Like, can we do it now? Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. we can't. And it's a, it's a running joke <laughs> be- between us. It's yeah. a running fucking joke. Oh, my God. But this last time we actually spoke and he was like, yeah, I got a girlfriend. I was like, oh, my God, that's really cool. Like, da 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 you know, talking. And after we catch up, he sends me a text message later. Okay, but still, if you want to have sex, I'm like, you yeah. have a girlfriend. Oh, my God. Get out of my business right now. (laughs) Like, why would you want to mess that up? So. It's so crazy. I think like, uh, the you know, because you're saying um, that you won't date, you won't casually date multiple people. Mm -mm. And, but on, and I don't know, Bartley, if you can say yes or no or whatever, but it seems like with men, it's like, oh, well, I'll just date you and I have a girlfriend, but I can date multiples it's okay i was never like that my right. mom would have murdered me where i stood if i if i pulled some shenanigans like that like yeah. my mom no yeah that, will that wouldn't not have fly, fly no. right <laughs> no there would be no bartley as you know him today had i been pulling that kind of stuff no yeah no yeah that's oh. interesting <laughs> but um you know going back to this whole the way that we've broken up and Similar to what you said earlier, Ricky, a lot of my breakups have also been really, I don't want to say catastrophic, but pretty dramatic, mostly ended in cheating, mostly just like... Like that was the reason for the breakup. Yeah, and then even like how you said, there was never a like, hey, look, this is the reason why we're breaking up. I don't like this, this and that. It just always ended in fuck off. I fucking hate you. Don't talk to me again. Something more or less of that nature, right? But there, there's a breakup that I'm really, I'm really proud of, and I don't even want to be ashamed that I did it because it was, it was a really like empowering moment for me. But I'll give you a little bit of a backstory of this person that I was dating. Okay, so I, um, I was going through. I must, I must have been uh, maybe 24 or something. I was going through a major identity crisis and like a shift of mm-hmm. like, whoa, who am I? Right. And, um, I was just intentionally doing things different and, 
seeing people more intentionally or with purpose, I thought, right? So I meet this guy at a wedding. We start talking. I get his number. It was great. I was like, oh, man, this is really cool. I wasn't necessarily ready for a relationship. Um, But... He was not. He was really sweet, super nice guy. We we start dating um, shortly after the wedding. We start going out, blah, blah, blah. Real cool. And well, this guy, um, he was he was much older, not much older. Like but how what, more he, than five years? He had to already be in his 30s. I think he might have just turned 30 when we met. So it was about like a five year, five, five six, six years. year difference. OK, not bad. But our mindset is just completely off. Right. Because I'm over here like, quote unquote, finding myself, experiencing, just kind of having fun. Mm -hmm. I'm having fun. Right. That's my mentality going into this. He is like actively looking for a house and wanting to settle down and la 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 la. So as I'm in this situationship, I'll call it, (laughs) he... Finds a home, purchases it, and I'm quickly playing house now, okay? And so he's letting me basically decorate this house, putting up curtains, the whole shebang. He asks me to be his girlfriend probably, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks into us dating, a couple and, weeks that mm-hmm, was fast mm-hmm. yeah so we get into it quick right but again like my mentality and i wouldn't have known it at the time but in retrospect and in, in my reflection i was definitely not i was having fun i was not taking this seriously whatsoever i was just i was playing the part but you know he's he's doing the adult thing he's settling down buying his house buying the dog blah 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 and i'm over here like yeah fucking gray the gray color scheme nudes and neutrals would be perfect in this house and so wait did you not think that that was gonna mislead him uh oh i didn't i honestly i didn't care because again i was having fun wait so you did know you were misleading him but you didn't care i don't think that i knew that i was doing that I was just like, all right, well, I guess this is what I do. Just how I don't I don't think that I was ever really considering his feeling or thought in it because I was very <laughs> self-absorbed in oh my this. God. And this and this is and here I'll continue. Right. Because this breakup, that's going to happen. So and it gets and it's awful because it happened on before or during Valentine's Day week. Oh, my God. Okay. So I I come into realization like, oh, fuck, I'm really in this. Like, I am doing the thing. Right. I am over here realizing that I'm leading this guy this on. This man on, right. He is so in love with me, and I just do not give a shit. Oh, my God. I, I was like, I started feeling bad. Like, damn, I'm such a dick. Like, I am really doing this. And so... I talked to one of my friends, um, she's my childhood friend, and I'm telling her what's happening. And I'm like, you know what? Um, he's a really great guy. And it's really shitty that I'm, you know, first of all, I have no regard for his feelings. And now I'm aware that I have no regard for his feelings. Oh, my God. And I don't even and I don't even feel bad about it. And so oh, wow. Jesus. I didn't. I was not. I was. And in fact, I I want to say that I was casually seeing someone else at the same time right okay or started to okay okay i don't really remember it now but it was there's something in between and so so i end up telling my friend like you know what i'm gonna break up with him this is just i can't do this anymore like he's so sweet he doesn't deserve this i'm being a dick clearly how long were you guys already together by this time that you make this decision to break up with him the wedding was in October and it's February now. October, November, November December, January, January, February. Like four or five months. Only f- it was such a short period. And Jesus, <laughs> to think now that I'm thinking of it, like, fuck. My God. <laughs> it's already going to move in and shit. Oh, hell. Damn. Damn it. No. So anyway, um, so I go, I go to him um, to his house and I'm like, hey, ex person, like, you know what? Um. And I told him straight up and this was and I felt very empowered. And this was the first time that uh, I was able to have the hey, these are the reasons why I'm breaking up with you conversation in a very calm and collective way. Yeah, I told him I was like, you know what? I've been treating you um, in ways that 
I don't think you should be treated. I think you deserve better. I am not taking this relationship as seriously as you are. And I'm not taking them as maybe you would want me to be. Did he see this coming? I really don't think so. And he was very if passive. He's, if, if he's or if he was as in love as you're saying he was, he never saw it coming. Right. Right. Damn, Natalie, that's cold blooded. And he's Ugh. so sweet, very passive. Like, so I knew that I had to be the one because I could have just kept grilling him and, you know, treated him like shit. And he would have he would have been fine. He would have dealt oh with it. Oh, my God. So, so as I'm telling him, like, sorry, you know, this just for these reasons, this isn't going to work You did this out. in person? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I very much did this in person in front of his house. And, I, and he was so caught off guard because I even told him, um, I forgot my sweater at your house. Can you come bring it out? Um, and can you come? I'm not going to stay, but can you come out real quick? I need to talk to you. Oh, so, my God. So this kid had no idea. And so as I'm telling him this. His eyes start watering. We end it with a hug and I can feel a, like a tear coming down my ear because he's like not he's holding back. the He's slow crying. He You're slow evil. Crying. It was it was the <laughs> I'm not laughing. I swear. But it was one of the most like. Yeah, it was fucked up that I did that. And but I felt really good about doing it. It relieves probably. Be- yeah because i you know i am i felt very empowered and i felt like yeah i can speak up for myself and tell somebody that these are not my needs and not feel so afraid of like oh my god how are they gonna take it or or feel like um oh, i don't want to hurt their feelings because i feel sometimes we have to hurt people's feelings but i guess i don't understand that part because <laughs> i <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking how to, how to, like. Based on my own personal, like, breakup experience, that's <coughs> fucked up. I well, because see, here's the thing, because you're saying you, you felt empowered. Why yeah. would you feel empowered that you, meaning, like, I get the empowered part in the sense that you express to someone why you're leaving, and but mm-hmm. you put yourself there. Uh-huh. That's where I'm confused with the empowering part. Because, okay, good for you. Yeah. You spoke up about what you don't want and you're, you you made a stand for yourself. Yeah. But you put yourself there. Yeah. And I guess the empowering part comes in the realization and the mm. process yes. and the awareness of like, oh, Natalie, you thought you needed this. You were doing what your parents told you was right for you and what society is telling you to do this could have been the right thing for you because again now like i said this is a guy that was perfect he was settling down he was willing to take me and blah 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 but i didn't i realized shortly after that it wasn't what i needed or could handle Mm. at that point it was very about very much about me have you talked to him since no but it's funny well I don't, What's I have, his Instagram? I have no idea. You I, don't know what his Instagram is? I don't have his phone number. I have no idea how I could find him on social media. And I'm lying. I, I could really find him on social media. But he's never popped up on my feed. Because you guys don't have... You just met him at a wedding, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so there really isn't mutual friends. Right. There is and there isn't. But um, it's, it's funny. I was... I must have been at a Target or somewhere <gasps> you saw him where i thought i saw him and i was completely shitting myself i was like oh my god oh my god oh my god and i completely turned the other way and walked off because i was not trying to have an interaction or like even the slightest chance that it could be him but it looked like him so it could have been but. have you ran into other exes uh oh yes <laughs> this is a good one so when Mike and I started dating, <laughs> oh God, I don't know if I've told this story or if you've heard it, but <laughs> let me take my sweater off. I'm getting hot. <laughs> um, when Mike and I started dating, the first couple of years, um, we would go to the Angels opening day for baseball. God. So that was our, that was the thing that we did until COVID, right? Um, but the, it must have been the first year that we went. It had to be. So, Mike very much knows this ex, okay? Like they knew each other? 
they or, they knew each other they know who the, who they are they've had conversations they've had dinners together wait okay before you or uh, before way before me like meaning that mike and i weren't even a thing a, a but thought. and they and they were friends and they were not friends they knew each other because of me so i'll just say oh, it like God. this okay so just so that so now that i'm putting my shit out there so I Don't was, hold back now, Nat. I know. <laughs> I was dating this guy while I was working at Chase, which is how I know Mike, how I met Mike. And so um, at Chase, while I was working there, the team was very close and we did a lot of outings together. We mm. hung out after work, happy hour, the whole nine. And so a lot of the times I was taking my then boyfriend to these things. So... I was there. My boyfriend at that time was there. Mike was also there. And so sometimes even um, Mike, myself, and my now ex, of course, would hang out after work. Oh, my God. So oh, so this is how they know each other, right? And I even think that one of the nights that I, and I know you don't remember, but one of the nights that I met you was actually while we were out having You mentioned dinner. that. Yeah, yeah. Was I drunk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Completely. Um, But anyway, so moving on back to Angel Stadium. So we're at Angel Stadium. We're having a good old time. You know, the drinks are flowing. The game is starting. And so you know how um, at the game they do the Jumbotron, they do the like. Oh, my God. The kiss cam. Oh, my God. The kiss cam. Okay. So the kiss cam goes on. Ha ha ha. We're all laughing. It's great. And then my fucking ex is on the kiss cam (laughs) with his now new girlfriend. And Mike and I are looking at each other like, oh, this This is weird. Most awkward shit in all of the world. And then, of course, like now we're nervous (laughs) laughing. And now I don't know if Mike was nervous about it, that he goes and he tells all of his friends that now this guy my ex is on the jumbotron <laughs> and makes a whole joke about it, which Aww. I mean, it, it was funny, but it's just like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like why? And now that I think about it, like this motherfucker wasn't even an angels fan. Why are you here? Was Maybe cool. his girl was. Oh yeah, completely. <laughs> of course. Of course. But anyway, that that's been the only, the only time I could actually remember that I ran into an ex <laughs> in, in that big way. I don't but. think I've had I don't think I've had too many run-ins. I, I can't even remember one. But in researching why people break up. Okay. The top 10 reasons people break up. Number 1. Cheating. No. What? I mean it's on there, but bad <clears throat> bad behaviors. Mm. Then it's cheating. Misdirected anger. Being unsupportive. Mm. Toxic people. Ooh. Lying, stealing, giving up. Not communicating. And my personal favorite, which is what I have to work on. Uh, Withholding affection and attention. Ooh. I really like that one. And as a as a I need reason, to work on that too. Yeah. To be honest. Because I don't think we realize how important uh touch is. Yeah. Uh, there was let me see, where did it go? It was oh with yeah, withholding affection and attention. So when you're not affectionate with the person who loves you, he or she is eventually going to stop asking for affection. After being turned down enough times, we become too embarrassed to ask. Yeah. And we're not talking about sex. Just attention, like hand-holding, cuddling on the couch. Mm. If you'd like more intimacy in your relationship, this is a place to start, slowly and sweetly. Like, I had a wonderful conversation with... um, DJ Escalade, his sister, I met her recently at at a show we did. And we were talking about she has a round table where she talks with men and women about relationships. Mm. We were talking about intimacy and how sometimes all it takes is just reaching over Mm -hmm. and grabbing their arm. Like just like touch. Yeah. It goes a long way. And that's always been very difficult for me. Yeah. Because it there is a lot of intimacy and vulnerability in that. Because yeah. then it's like, oh, man, I, this person's going to know I really like them. Yeah. And then it's going to empower them to hurt me. But mm. I need to not think that. And that's that's the the danger behind withholding affection and attention. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. That's scary. Um, I, I do have to say that 
I can relate in that I withhold a lot of affection and attention. Right. Mike does the same thing and sometimes it will hurt my feelings where like I want to hug you just two seconds longer and you're already pushing me away before I'm reaching in. Mm. So I'm like, "Mm, but I need attention and affection. It's important. But it's slow. And so sometimes what what we'll both do, because we're both aware that we need affection and attention. Mm. Sometimes we'll put our, we touch legs. (laughs) It's, It's really awkward. We start touching legs. But that's, my elbow is like touching your elbow or some shit. That's you know? how it works, though. And you know what? That's how it works. And this is why we have Jorge. Jorge is very good at this. What? Jorge, like, and this is and this is why he's oh, the, God. the um the unsubscribed therapy dog. He will make sure that he is. We are touching. You mean who do you? That Jorge, Jorge and I are always touching. Okay, <laughs> this is how I get my affection and the attention. Yes. yes, Jorge is touching me. This time. is sad. <laughs> you know, I woke up the other day. It, more times than not, sometimes I'm late. But you yeah. know why? Because I'm cuddling with the dog. Yeah. I'm like, and I look at Sophia. and I'm like, petting, I'm petting her ears, and I'm snuggling with her, and I'm like, you're so cute, and I think. What the hell am I doing? And why I just why I just pets. lost fifteen minutes. Yeah, where I should have been doing something productive. Yeah, but I'm cuddling with the dog. That's why pets are good for our mental health. Yeah, I need real life hugs though. I know, I know. <sighs> well, <laughs> well, that's where we're at. So, um, and you know what? And maybe this is why. This is why having pets is all the rage right now. I feel like we're closer to our pets than ever before because we're yeah, lacking this always, affection and attention. Yeah, and they're—I mean—they're great for it. Yeah, they're great for it, and they know when something's wrong, and they know when you need them, and yeah, when they gotta wiggle their little butt next to you mm-hmm. to make sure that it's—it's it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Wiggle it. it. It's a beautiful wiggle thing. It wiggle it i am well, with it with that what is it so you had a, a like top 10 breakup song oh or something? yeah we were re- researching songs on you know it's, i don't know that as I, we're researching this yes no <laughs> I, be, okay so our closing song is going to be called is a song by bridget kelly and it's called special delivery and listen to the lyrics at the end of this podcast because she talks about writing a love letter a love letter a breakup letter to her dude like she's breaking up with him but she's writing him a letter she's not calling him yeah she's not doing it in person yeah she's writing him a letter and so with that we were like oh okay well what are these you know what are the top i actually did top 50 oh wow great that's what i said i was like jesus there's so so many i guess that's not surprising right but and they're everywhere Mm -hmm. they range from like Number 31 is Thinking About You by Frank Ocean. Mm. 30, I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige. Okay. Very right? diverse. Very diverse. They even have um, Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, Tracks of My Tears. Mm. They got Kanye in here. Okay. Okay. Hall and Oates. So everybody. So, but the top, I'll do five. Because, I mean, yeah. even though we could probably dissect all 50 of these songs. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that Dreams was a breakup song by Fleetwood Mac. Oh. Oh. Actually, no, it makes sense. Thunder only mm-hmm. happens when it's raining. And players only love you when they're playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so number five. Okay. Miss Jackson by Outcast. Ooh, I love that song. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Mm-hmm. I am for real. So the most heartbreaking lyric of that song, forever never seems that long until you're grown. And notice the day-by-day ruler can't too wrong i don't that doesn't it didn't do anything for me no number four oof i will always love you whitney houston uh can you sing it is that a breakup song though or is that like i really love you song listen um oh yeah the most heartbreaking line of this song please don't cry we both know i'm not what you what you need Mm. dolly parton wrote this song it's one of the most dynamic love songs of all time in existence. Hmm. But that's that's one of the lines. Number three. Oh. What is it? I Can't Make You Love Me by Bonnie Raitt. 
Oh, that's such a great song. I don't I'll need to hear it. I don't Most know it. heartbreaking line of this song. I'll close my eyes, then I won't see you. The love you don't feel when you're holding me. Mm. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Number two. What? You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. <sighs> you ought to know. Of the mess you made. Okay, so the most heartbreaking line. <laughs> Does she know how you told me you'd hold me until you died? <gasps> Till you died. <sighs> but you're still alive. Ew. Oh, that is heartbreaking. She, Does she know? She wrote that song when she was 19 years old. I'm sad. The number one heartbreak or breakup song of all time in existence does anybody do you guys have any guess i just hope that i know the song you do <laughs> know this song barteus the number one breakup song uh-huh damn I don't i'm gonna know. give you both the clue okay we are surrounded by him right now so it's a he it's prince, prince? yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a prince song it's Purple Rain. I, that's what, that was going to be my, my guess, but I didn't know that was a breakup song. Most heartbreaking line. I never meant to cause you any sorrow. Mm. I never meant to cause you any pain. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, classic. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm, not that I'm glad, but I am glad that that's the number one breakup song. Yeah. According to who? Where did you find this? <sighs> the Ringer. The Ringer. Yeah, we'll put the link in the... In, in the, the show th- notes. Yeah. The Ringer. Hmm. The Ringer.com. Very interesting. Yeah. And these are all like what what constitutes a breakup song, right? Because for instance, the Alanis Morissette song, You Oughta Know. Yeah. I never would have thought that that was a breakup song. Not having to do with the lyrics. It had everything to do with the tempo of the song. Like it's yeah. an upbeat song. Yeah. So that's how they get <clears> you too. And and half the time, yeah, what what we're singing is actually a love song or right. a breakup song. I'm sorry. And we're thinking like, hey, I'm vibing. This is it. Oh, my God. Which is funny because that. <laughs> so we have a group thread with our family. Yeah. And. Every now and then, we'll, you know, we'll send a song or a meme or whatever, mm-hmm. something funny. Mm-hmm. And I was on a roll. I found a really cool, chill song. I sent it out on Sunday. You know, my Uncle Oscar came back. He's like, oh, it's a really good song. Yeah. This morning, I sent another song. Uh, I, can't, I need to find out what it's called. Needless to say, Snoop Dogg just released an album. Oh. Back on death row. And there's a song on there that's very inappropriate. Meaning, Mm -hmm. it's very sexual. There's a lot of Mm. sexual content in the song. But it's a a great song. Like lyrically? It's called Get This Dick. Oh. Okay. Okay. Hmm, I wonder what that's about. (laughs) (laughs) It's such a good bass line. Okay, Snoop. Yeah. So I, I, I'm texting my family this morning and mm-hmm. I send them the f- one song and they're like, oh, this is really good. And I said, well, I have another song, but it might be inappropriate because it has sexual, you know, whatever. Yeah. My uncle Sergio goes, send it now. <laughs> <laughs> so Nothing I, is too inappropriate. <laughs> Let's I check mean, it out. we're all adults. For sure. Most of the people on the thread were men. They all got dicks, so. I have to hear it. It's a great bass line. Huh. Did it just come out? Yeah. Oh, shit. What's it called? Get this dick. That's how he sings it, too. <laughs> Bartley, if <laughs> you pull it up. Oh, I'm my God. To. Yeah. I'm, I'm about to. You want me to? to? Do it, Bartley. We need to hear it. It's so good. And it's a great morning song. Oh. <laughs> That's why. That I play sense. it in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Who sings it? Snoop knew what Snoop. he was doing. Snoop Dogg. Uh, there it is. Uh. <laughs> hey. Okay. Right? Uh. Uh. Oh, uh. yeah. Uh. Right? Is there birds chirping in the back? Sounds like it. Imagine you're waking up. Yeah. I want some dick this morning. Come get this dick. <laughs> get this dick. Right? Natalie shaking. Uh. Yes. What? Uh. Get this dick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I am about this. I am adding this to my uh. Uh. Spotify immediately. <laughs> 
Oh, yes. Little baby in your belly going, Mom, what are you making me listen to? Thank you, Bartley. Thank You're you. welcome. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm definitely adding this to my list, so I appreciate oh, you're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, music never fails us. No. Well, sometimes it does, but it just doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. But, well, thank you guys for listening to another fabulous episode. We're kicking off Women's Month, Women's Needs, all that fun shit. But before we close for the night... um. You know, we read a review from one of our listeners, and this week's review comes to us from No Bar Bar. Meow, 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 meow. No Babar. No Babar. <laughs> no Babar Bar. What was, that? what was the other name uh, last week? No, Levi. No Levi. No Levi. Levy. <laughs> I love these usernames. <laughs> so the title, the heading, whatever you want to call it, is. It says, fun and easy listen. Ooh, five stars. Five stars. The easy and real conversation they have is great. They are human, and it feels good to hear the realness about their life and opinions. We're all just trying to take it day to day. Stay fun, ladies. Thanks, No Bar Bar. We appreciate it. Make sure to leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, you can also support us by donating some coffee. Go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash on this frequency. Meow, 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 meow. This week's episode is brought to you by Rose City Sound with executive producer Big Brother Jake from the Big Brother Jake podcast, produced and edited by Juicebox Bartley. Keep in touch and send us your topic ideas at onthisfrequency at gmail.com or again, get in the DMs. Send in us a letter. Increase the peace, y'all. Wrote him a goodbye Still live, Ricky. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs>